Hello and welcome everyone to Man Up, the UK men's mental health podcast. My name is Andy Richardson and sitting a long way off from me in Estonia is the stunning Tommy Denkwa. How are you, Squire? I'm very well, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm all right. In fact, do you know, a lot, <laughs> a lot has happened since we last spoke to each other, hasn't it? <laughs> Gone. we have been busy. Well, <laughs> consider, <laughs> yeah, well, the last podcast we did together must have been all of <sighs> 10 minutes ago. 10 minutes ago. <laughs> if <laughs> 10 minutes, mate, a lot can happen in 10 minutes. Yeah, that is true. Well, I made myself a cup of tea. That's what I did in that 10 minutes, which uh, is always good. Tea um, very British of you. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, I tell you what we didn't mention in the last podcast is um I actually um have had a couple of um therapy sessions. Uh when I say therapy, I don't mean traditional sit-down talking therapy. I've had a couple of sort of um sort of wellness sessions, one-on-one wellness sessions. Um so okay. uh should I should I briefly mention those? Please do. Do you know what I thought he was going to say? <laughs> what you didn't mention. I think he said something else about a combat magazine. But <laughs> oh, let's not keep talking about a combat magazine. We're going to lose. We're going to lose <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still giggling about that. I'm still giggling about it. But I, I, um, I digress. Go on. Hit me up. What happened? Talk yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so I did. Um, I because I don't know. If, well, a lot of the listeners will know that m- one of the problems I've had. Uh, associated with anxiety is is bodily uh problems um you know it, it, it stress manifesting itself physically and one of those things that's happened to me is 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 ibs ir- irritable bowel i've had an endoscopy colonoscopy i've had a camera stuck up me backside um and i've had all sorts of different sort of uh dietitians and nutritionists talk to me about various bits and bobs um and i'm still getting ibs but not badly because i've cut out a lot of different types of food but i went to see an ibs specialist um uh an ibs and mental health specialist so he he was very much in the school of belief that i am that the the, you know the mind affects the gut so i went to see him and rather than talk about that um i'm pleased to announce to everyone that um he's going to be one of our future guests so um Amazing. yes yeah so so that's good um so i won't talk about that the other thing that i went to uh was i went to for um a session of somatic experiencing therapy uh which basically is uh it was dev- devised by um peter levine in the states and uh it's a way of addressing mental health problems through the body and through how energy goes through the body, uh, how our adrenaline glands work, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, again, that mind-body connection. Um, it was quite an odd session, I have to say. It was really quite odd. At one point, was I was it? lying on the... Say again? Why was it odd? Well, at one point, I was sort of lying on the ground, and she, was, she, just, she, she sort of sat there with her hand on my kidney. Uh, and then all of a sudden my leg started shaking a little bit um, and sort of twitching. Uh, it was really odd. I have to say uh, we didn't get into too much cause I was, I was sort of telling her most of my sort of issues and that, but um, I'm going to go again. So watch this space. Okay. Cause I've heard, um, I've heard mixed reviews about this, but you're going to give it another go. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think she was good. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm going to I'm definitely going to give it another go. Yeah, because I'm really I'm really into this sort of uh, body mind uh, trauma type thing, you know, dealing with trauma from the past and that, you know, I think trauma is very much uh, it's it's something that we talk about a lot, something that we talk a lot about on on our on our weekly um, catch up calls as well, you know, it's it's I think it's key to a lot of people's mental health problems dealing with trauma in one way or another. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, massively. I think it helps that we've got a trauma um, coach on the calls every week, doesn't it? Because that's um, it's given me definitely a massive insight into lots of things that I possibly would have just um, 
I guess brushed under the carpet as that's just life. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm actually yeah, like you, my sort of interest in trauma and what it means because I think a lot of the time we sort of look at trauma as a, you know a huge event like a physical assault, a sexual assault, or something like that. But it can be you know minor neglect. It can be feeling unloved. It, you know, it manifests itself in different ways. Yeah, it? an accident, a car accident, or a bad yeah. operation. Um, long-term abuse from a boss you know having a bad boss over a certain amount of time you know it's yeah it's 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 really um it's really opened my mind up actually to uh how uh what an effect it can have on you and 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 all the different ways uh you know the modern ways of dealing with it you know i think it's um I think it's something that we should, you know, we should explore further. And I think I've got a bit of an inkling that this week's guest will have a few things to say about that as well. Seamless as always, mate. Seamless. <laughs> so <laughs> this, well, this, this being the, uh, well, I guess the second season two, uh, we do have a guest this week. In fact, we have an international guest. So not um, I'm talking from the UK. Tommy is talking from Estonia, and our guest, Mike Dayham, is speaking from San Francisco Bay Area, which uh, is amazing. Three, I was going to say three different continents, but no, that's absolute bullshit. But definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely three different countries. Story, mate. Never let the truth get of a good story. <laughs> um, See, so, uh, yeah, well, Mike's, um, he's an author. Uh, he's a coach. Uh, he, well, Actually, the list of what he has done, there's probably he's probably done more things than I can actually list off on this podcast. Um, he's been an actor, a stand-up comedian, uh, and he's studied um, psychology. He's done NLP. He's done so many different things, and he's brought that all together um, in his book and uh, also his um, his programs and his coaching sessions. So, uh, without further ado. I shall uh, welcome our guest, Mike. That's me clapping, by the way. That is incredible <laughs> stuff you've done, mate. Amazing. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Andy. Pleasure to be here. And Tommy as well. Thank you for the applause. <laughs> all good. All good. I-, I thought that clap was actually Mike clapping us. I didn't realize it was you clapping us, Tommy. I thought, <laughs> I thought sorry. I just think with a resume like this, it deserved a round of applause. I've never actually clapped a guest before. So that's a first. There we go. Season two, bringing the new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, well, listen, Mike, um, let's, let's get into it. So, so tell us a little bit about, um, firstly, your, your background, how, how, you know, what, tell us, fill us in about who you are and, and, and your, and your sort of, you know, your history as it were. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I grew up really with some hard times in high school and, and possibly even earlier. And I was always on this, this journey of self-discovery. I was asking myself, why do I feel this way? What's going on here? Why don't other people feel this way? And the ones that do, they were dealing with it in these ways that I did, it didn't feel right. So from a very young age, I was always on this path of understanding what was happening within me. And it led me even to get a, you know, study psychology in college, get a degree. And it turns out that my experience doing that didn't line up with what I knew to be true from firsthand experience that, you know, I'd, I'd learned these theories and, and, you know, granted, I also got my degree uh, uh, quite a while ago. We don't need to mention exactly how long, but, you know, these <laughs> theories were a bit older. Psychology has come a long way and uh, in, in a wonderful way, actually, because it's starting to merge with all of these other things. And, and I love that. But back then, I did not get the answers I was looking for. So I looked into all of these other things, you know, parapsychology, uh, the, the um, NLP. There wasn't really neuroscience back then. Uh, so I went into, you know, mythology, indigenous studies, sat with Lakota teachers, Buddhist teachers. Like, what are these all, what are all of these disciplines doing? That is there a through line to those? That's what I was really looking for. What is it that everybody might be doing? And isn't that something we should really look at? 
Wow. That's uh that's that's uh that's incredible. Yeah. And and so how how did you go about doing that then? I mean, how did you how did you go about bringing all those strands together? I mean, it just so, sounds so broad to me. It's it's radically broad. And and I'm not sitting here saying that I've, you know, mastered all of these by any means. My natural tendency is is just a generalist and massive curiosity and I happen to have also quite an obsessive personality to so I've really tried my best to dive into these. But I mean, each one of these fields is is a lifetime into its own. Yeah. And, you know, even within these fields, a simple thing, I, I'm starting a course, just relaxing. I feel like I could spend a lifetime just learning how to really relax. So, you know, there is a ton of material here. But as important as it is to do deep dives in each one, I think it's also equally as important to understand from a broader perspective, what are people really doing and what's working? And, you know, it, it, one thing may not work for everybody. I, I think if we had that, we'd be much further along. You know, we're, we're these amalgamations, we're these incredible artistic amalgamations. To, you know, that's the human experience. So to put everybody through one simple process might not quite work. You know, we have to, part of the artistry is to find out with each individual, like what is their where do where do they need a little tweak or a little adjustment or a little more nurturing or uh, yeah. anything else that you know it's definitely not a one size fits all is there not definitely that not. i've found no even even in my own experience and and andy i heard your intro i know you mentioned anxiety and ibs and i you know i've experienced that as well and then there's been other times i've had anxiety and it didn't manifest that way at all then suddenly it's this completely different form and it's like wow god what a what a mystery we are what a massive uh what an incredible system that we are and how complex mm. that we can you know there's so many areas to to dive in and understand and what i love about some of these meditations too that that i work on is to bypass all of that you know we can get into the minutia and the details and then we can Say, oh my God, that's too intense. Let's take a break. Let's go sit down on the coast and just relax. And then, you know, then we get this other perspective and then so many more and different answers come in. You're from the, you're from the sort of same school as, as I am in, in, in the fact that um, you've had, you've been down, you've suffered yourself and you've been through the sort of traditional, you know, doctors throwing medication at you um and then you realize that medication is just you know dealing with the symptoms but not you know the causes of, of stuff like that um uh and you've had therapy as well from quite a young age can you tell us a little bit about you know your sort of mental health your personal mental health journey yeah you know i i did go to talk therapy back in high school and, and even after that and I have even as an adult, it's been different. I've actually done in lineages I like Hakomi, which is very similar to Peter Levine. I'm a big fan of him, by the way, right. and the somatic experiencing. I haven't done too much of the, the medication route. Uh, it, it's difficult dealing with this because it's almost like you need to choose what you want for treatment before you seek it. You know, if, if you feel like you're having some anxiety, it's yeah. it's almost up to the end user. Like, well, do I want medication? Then I'll call a, a, a psychiatrist. Do I want to talk? Then I'll call this. Yeah. And that to me is just baffling. Yeah. Like we, we need to almost become experts in something before we can even decide what the treatment should be. So true. Oh my God. It's so true. The more you do, the more me and Tommy do these podcasts, the more we found, find out about, you know, mental health, what there is out there. It's just like, what the hell, you know, because we're still, you know, it's a journey and we're, and we're still on a personal level and we've still got, I mean, I've got family members that are really suffering at the moment, you know, and I, I want to know what to specifically recommend to them, but because there's so much out there and I'm, because I'm starting to learn about so much, how do you narrow it in? How do you make it bespoke for some for, for someone? Right. You know, and, and there's so many 
individuals too. It, it almost has to come from them. But the, for me, the experience of understanding my mental health has really been an intimate dive into getting to know myself. Imagine you met somebody who, you know, like you and I, Andy, we talked for a few minutes before this. It's like awesome, immediate soul connection. This guy, Andy, is great. You, it's almost like having that with yourself, like coming to the realization that we may not actually know ourselves. And in that same capacity where it's like, I'm, you're fun, Andy. You're funny. I've enjoyed the conversation. It's like, I would love to go out and hang out and get to know you more. And using that same approach with ourself, like I'm always distracted. I'm always working and doing stuff. When am I going to set aside some time and dive in and get to know myself? And I think I've completely not answered your question. In fact, I'm not <laughs> sure I even remember what no, your the question original, was. Well, the original question was um, you about triggered your own, something in there. Yeah, your own mental health journey. Your own. Your own. Um, yeah. For, for, you know your your sort of uh god now i've now i've <laughs> the question uh yeah just just tell us a little bit about that you know the sort of medication you know like i i, I was asking you whether you've taken medication and uh, done the therapy and all that sort of thing you know i i haven't done much with medication i've definitely had moments where it has gotten me through some rough times and never long-term ssris and i've certainly you know um, dabbled with finding things that might work for myself, you know, vitamins and diet and whatnot. But sometimes, especially if things are really bad and you are stuck in this stress response, medication can really be helpful if you are unable to break out of it. And that that's when I've really used it. I've I've been okay sitting in the fire, you know, so to say, where life is crazy, my anxiety is through the roof. And I, I, you know, perhaps I'm a little masochistic. I don't necessarily recommend everybody does this, especially without some help or guidance. But to sit there and, and really fundamentally believe that the answers are on the other side of that anxiety. What do I need to understand about that anxiety? Or how do I need to relate to that anxiety where it becomes something else? It becomes a teacher. It becomes a guide. And it becomes the kind of guiding light to where I should be heading toward. Mm. But I've certainly had moments where I, I just couldn't handle it. And yeah, taking some medication at, at those points breaks the cycle that can keep you in the stress response. And then you can come back to it. And you come back to it later with, with you know, again, hopefully a sense of curiosity and fun, not this overwhelm. Um, you know, I need to get through this or this drive to, to conquer your own anxiety. It's like, yeah, that's not uh, quite the approach I've found to be the most helpful, but. Um. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, haven't you? Because um, you've mentioned that for you, you know, you felt like it wasn't for you, but at the same time, like we always say, if it's what's going to get you through the day, and if it's what's going to sort of, you know, get you to see another day, then there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, is there? Absolutely nothing wrong with it at all. I, I certainly don't think so, no. I, I'm not a big proponent of medication, but I also don't, um, uh, I don't, I think it's a wonderful tool, but it has to be used in the appropriate way. You know, I know people, I have some female friends of mine who have really rough uh, cycles, and, and they're on SSRIs to to help with, with PMS. I'm like, what are, what, wait, what, how liberally are wow. we prescribing these things wow. where, you know, it's, it's, and I, I think uh, general practitioners now are prescribing them too, or just such not a big deal. And, and that I have a big problem with. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, um, yeah, agreed. I think quite a lot of people, I mean, it, it, it came almost a fashion, didn't it? That that was it. People were going in with the, you know, not feeling too good. And, and before even they got down, there was not even any questions asked. It was just like throwing antidepressants at people and stuff like that. And people have really struggled, like sort of coming off them and stuff like that. So it's so not ideal, not ideal. 
Yeah, I, I think the things that happen to us are there to guide us where we need attention. You know, we, we have these tensions in our body and they're sitting there waving a flag saying, hey, look at me. I need some type of acknowledgement. I'm trying to tell you something. You know, like you have a pain in your shoulders. Like, well, maybe you've been using your arm wrong for eight years. Maybe, maybe that pain is like, hey, oh, I got to have a little bit better posture. So the medication, yeah, it's great to get through, but if that's just if that's just muting that signal so that we no longer have that guide, I think mm-hmm. that's just a recipe for a bigger disaster down the road. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, um, I, I suppose I've, this is what I'm, I'm what I'm trying to get out of you uh, again about asking about your sort of personal journey is you know because you, you you mentioned in your biography you know uh being sort of half egyptian and and you know not quite fitting in and that you've had uh as well as anxiety you've you've sort of had sort of depression and mania problems and stuff like that i just i just want to hear a little bit about you know the the sort of problems your personal problems you've had before you've got to you know where you are now because then people will understand that you've you know you've lived it you know what i mean sure yeah and I want to I want to preface that by saying we all have different levels of sensitivity. I happen to be this really sensitive kid. I was a total crybaby. I was affected by everything. I felt like I had no barrier between me and everything going on. So it's it's you know, I think a lot of people can go through things and be fine where another person or personality type would experience that as trauma. So I, I did have, I had a, um, I, I was in a big stress response for most of my upbringing. I, I don't want to speak too much into that, but my, my family life at home was very stressful in many ways. And it got me into a state where I was constantly on guard and kind of shell-shocked. And I was mm-hmm. always looking for the next, the next danger and the next threat. And that happened at a very young age. And carrying that into high school, you know, we start to have these patterns. So for me, I had this pattern where I approached the whole world with this mindset that it was out to get me. And the way our brains work, we, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you walk around looking like I'm under attack, I need to be on guard, you will certainly find enemies and, and things that are out to get you. And again, I think I veered rather abruptly from your question, but uh, no, no, you know, I I essentially lived life not wanting ever to admit that I might have a serious problem. And again, you know, twenty, thirty years ago, that it was not spoken of. Like the fact that we're talking like this, I think, is incredible. There was nothing like this 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a massive stigma that I would, I had a hard brick wall between. There's no way I'm going to ever admit to being you know, depressed, having bipolar and considering suicide. Like, absolutely not. But it was a daily part of my life. And I played it off. I stuffed it all down and I played it off enough to where I passed as moody. And nobody else wanted to talk about these, what could potentially be big problems. So they were happy to be like, yeah, you're just moody. So I'd be in a you know, horrible place. But if I just pulled it together a little bit enough, I could pass as just, oh, he's a little bummed out today. And then going through you know, these big cycles, but learning how to really hide that inside and my outward self. Would, would portray something. By the way, this made me a terrible actor. So when I got into acting, you know, it was the opposite. And, and the funny thing is acting was actually, I don't give it enough credit, at least publicly, how much it impacted my healing process and the tools there and accessing emotions. But when I started acting, I would think I was doing this great job because I had this rich internal world that I was used to living in and, and nurturing. But I was so trained in not expressing that because if I had expressed what was going on inside, I would have been 
you know, labeled like, whoa, that's what's going on in there. So it was funny to kind of start opening these things during the, the, the acting portion. Right. That's a lot. I mean, reading between the lines, it that's that's a lot. And um it kind of, you know, you it's almost like you said you were in this mask. And typical to what many, many, many men that we've spoken to have gone through. We've gone through stuff, you spoke about trauma, and we hide it so, so well. And the more we hide it, we don't talk about it, it doesn't come out, it manifests itself in other ways, right? Yeah, you know, we as as men, we have this idea of of toughness and strength, and I agree with all of that, but I also have a little twist to that. And from my experience, and and in high school and college, I got into martial arts and you know strength training and running and athleticism, I found that a great way to get rid of all of this excess energy. And it also felt like it was a path to strength and, you know, this manliness. But what I found was that it takes a lot more strength to be vulnerable. And the other thing I found I've I've noticed that women are so tough when it comes to like pain and stuff. I, I think women are actually quite a bit tougher than men, mm. but that's where the real strength comes in to approach the world with more sensitivity, but still move forward. That to me is strength. That to me is the true essence of manliness. Can you show up? Can you, can you like, and even if you bring this to like a hunter perspective, which, which I've, you know, done in my life as well, we need to be so heightened. If you're going to pursue something, you need to be so in tune with everything. That sensitivity is crucial. So how can you maintain that level of sensitivity, but also not be debilitated by it? That is this seemingly paradox that takes quite the reconciliation and understanding, or, or rather it takes quite the understanding and um, practice in order to reconcile, to be both of those things. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, we're, we're sort of half an, half, an hour, half an hour in almost, and we've hardly scratched the surface. What I really want to do is to, 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 to find out how you manage to, um, grab all these strands and make it into the sort of you know what you do now and 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 how you got there what what you found you know you did your psychology degree and then the nlp training etc cetera, etc cetera, and and all the other things you've done how did you manage to sort of was it just through trial and error was it just through years and years or, or was it were there, were there any light bulb moments you know what 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 brought the strands together to where you are today you know, I am a big proponent of our internal guidance system. And even in my own, I'm working on a program now. And even in the program, it's like, look, take what works for you and leave what doesn't. The key is to understand what a tool is before you decide to take or leave it. So for me, I would just take from whatever field stuff that felt like gold, where where it was this deeper part of me that was like, this is, you have to learn that you, this is gold. Mm. And so I kind of just compiled things that felt like there was some teaching in there. And that's been yeah. my process. But I think we all have this. A lot of us are caught up too much in our ideas of what things are. And we're very, we're very you know, cerebral and mental as a culture. So, you know, my first step is, is just kind of calm down, like, you know, take a little bit of time, let's calm down. And then we're, we're born with this stuff. This is our birthright. The, the ability to navigate and follow our curiosity and dive into things, we all have that. It's in the form of imagination and curiosity as kids. And that's the same, that's the same system, but so much of us have been educated 
away from that or, or educated not to trust that. But just igniting that again is, to me, a, such a brilliant first part of the process. And if you do that only, that's probably going to be enough. Yeah. But, but what you mentioned these gold things that you have found. Okay. So what are the, what, 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 what would you say are the sort of gold standard things, you know, that people should do? I mean, I know meditation is a big thing for you. Um, but what would you say that the, 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 you know, the, the things that you think, right, you know, these are the things that work. Yeah. Meditation and um, really just mindfulness for me has been incredible understanding in real time why I'm reacting in a certain way or what's going on is such a powerful tool because then we don't necessarily, it's harder to get caught up in emotions and just get caught up into a, a storyline that's being, that we're all living in and playing out all the time. So just having that little bit of space, getting a little bit of space from yourself. So you're almost watching this this thing happening and then you can kind of navigate it in a way mm. and then you can start to shift perspective so mindfulness and the ability to shift perspective i talk a lot of multiple truths like you can have multiple truths for thing i mean how many people live on this planet we certainly don't all believe the same thing but we're all kind of making do within the same reality so, and again, that comes to imagination and being able to craft your own um, understanding of something so that it, it can be helpful. You know, like, like if you're dealing, uh, Andy, I know, I'm sorry to bring this up again, but you're dealing, you know, with IBS, I heard you say. Yeah. I mean, you can look at that as an enemy or you can look at that as whatever you want. And, and one of those versions of the way you look at it is going to be something that's really empowering, makes you feel good. So just that creative ability to shift perspectives is, is definitely a golden nugget to reframe any situation where it's like, okay, this is part of my adventure. This is part of my journey of life. Like, am I, am I just going to black out for the next six months while I deal with this issue and then try to get back to this life I have, whatever that might be? Or is, is, am I going to look at every moment like, okay, no, this is the adventure of life right now. And mm -hmm. what type of view and perspective can I hold and create where this becomes this uh, uplifting or somehow empowering thing that's going to make me a better person and, and make me understand more and able to you know, in, in turn, hopefully give more to, to those around me too. Incredible. Yeah. You, um, Tommy, we've spoken a lot about that, haven't we? Just perspective, perspective change on things, you know, just a little perspective change can make a huge difference. Couldn't it? Yeah. Massively, massively. Yeah. That's a great one. Oh yeah. I love that, mate. Nice one. Love it. Um, you mentioned naturalist and, um, sorry, naturalist and authentic self i've I read you know a few times you mentioned authentic self that's something that i've been sort of really sort of looking into a lot recently do you think that's the ultimate goal for people to find their authentic self and live that life or what does that actually mean to you, your authentic self yeah you know I, I i would never venture to say what someone else's goal is mm -hmm. um I, I feel like some of us want to come here and, and be very um, have one track mind and just do one thing. And, and that's great. That hasn't been my process, but uh, to each their own. For, for me, it's, it's almost a moving target. I mean, I mean, I really do believe that we are, you know, part of this one bigger creation. Like we are this giant human organism. And Let's see. I kind of lost my train of thought because it's, it's so vast. I, I got caught in yeah, the vastness no. there. Right. Um, but the our authenticity, from in my experience, has been a moving target, and I say that 
because, and I talk about in my book about bucket lists, how important it is to do what you feel you're called to now, because if you put it off, it might change. So pursuing, and it's like layers of an onion. So like for me, when I started acting, I was like, this is it. This is who I was meant to be. This is authenticity. And then I started acting. I'm like, not at all. And then I went over here and I'm like, this is it. And, and I think a lot of people in life never even take that first step. When I went to, to pursue acting, I had so many people living vicariously through me. Like, wow, you're going after your dreams. That's great. And I realized that was only the first step. And it's like, okay, now this is, and again, now here with this book, I'm, I wrote this book, I'm working with people. And again, I'm sitting here like this, this is my authenticity. And no doubt that it, that will, you know, get richer and richer. I, I, it's been my experience as we start to unfold, we see more and more how, how beautiful that, that um, flowering really is. You think people never find their authentic self? Do people go through life never finding it? I think it's always there. I, I, I think we all have it within us. But we have a lot of layers, I think, of other stuff on top. And it's really about understanding what those layers are, what those tensions are. And, you know, with Peter Levine, the somatic work, it's, it's, that's actually a very literal thing. I have this tension in my in my my belly right now let's let's dive into that and then you get rid of that the authenticity is always there it can't not be but what's standing in the way from that really being able to be expressed yeah so tell us a bit about the uh, the book then um suicidal to superhuman what's um tell why why we why have you called it that and and and, and what what do you write about? I haven't read the book, and I don't think you've not read it either of you, Tommy, which is bad Wait. on our point. Wait, coffees. What do you say? Can we get free coffees? Is that what you said? Coffees. That's what we're waiting for. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, we'll work that out. I'm happy to. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah. I called it that because, well, let me, let me, kind of define superhuman real quick because super has a couple meanings and one of those meanings is not more than or exceptional it's just really human quintessentially human and i think that's a really important distinction because coming to our authenticity just like we mentioned is i think the way to really shine more and for me being you know suicidal and having suicidal thoughts for much of my life was the driving force to push into, to lean more into my humanness. What is this experience? Why is, uh, what do I need to do to understand myself more? Uh, but the, the name, uh, I hope, also conveys that it has tools in there that can help people out of, you know, suicidal thinking or just depression or even anxiety. Right. And, uh, and, and what's it, a, a sort of um, a self-help book, is it, in, in that sense? Yeah, it's certainly part memoir. I try to make it also enjoyable to read and relatable. But it, it has a lot of tools, and it, it's got a, multiple levels of tools. One, I offer a lot of ways to view things differently. So even in reading it, I hope that the reader will begin to look at things different. And as I mentioned, I think, perspective is a gold nugget. So I try to weave that throughout the whole theme of the book. And then there's also very specific tools like what to do, how to do them, uh, at least superficial uh, looks at them so that someone can take a look, try it and see what feels right and what might need a deeper dive. Like, oh, this tool resonates with me. Let me, let me jump deeply into that one. Do you go into like what, how you know how you do your meditations and things like that, uh, the that sort of detail, or or you just say, go and meditate. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? One chapter thirteen, meditate. Chapter fourteen. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I do a couple. It's 
a little hard on text. What I've done is I've put a few on my website and I'll continual, uh, continually update that and put out content where people can start to experiment with, you know, a guided journey or guided meditation, you know, put headphones on and, and jump in that way as well. And you've also do some, some coaching and one of your, your, your new coaching is, is called, um, changing the narrative so sorry crack cracking the narrative that's what what is the narrative uh yeah yeah so i'm working on a program it actually is starting in the new year and it's called cracking the narrative and we're all living a narrative i mean none of us is really necessarily living in reality we have these ideas of what the world is what it all is around us and we live in that and so you know, one of the other gold nuggets we mentioned earlier is creating a little bit of space so that we can start to navigate and drive this, you know, entity that is ourselves with a bit different level of consciousness. So cracking the narrative is, is really about opening up that space and being able to hopefully see things a little bit differently so your decisions can come from a more uh, holistic Play, not like, you know, I, well, I got to make money, I need a job, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this kind of um, narrative that we've been inundated with just culturally. Mm. So anyone can join, so anyone can um, join that program and, and uh, even people in Estonia and England can, can sign up to it and join, join in. Fortunately, with modern technology, Yes, we are. We are accepting Estonians. Um, <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> but yes, it's uh, the program starts early January officially. I'm running a pilot just shortly here, and anybody can sign up. The best way would be just to go to mikedam.com, pop in your email, and get updates, and uh, or or reach out in any other way. You know, on Instagram. Uh, or grab the book on Amazon, and um, yeah, I try to be easy to find. So, if, so if any of this message is, is you know sounds good and resonates with somebody, by all means, listen to a bit more. Just a bit, yeah. Well, I was going to um, going to go off a little bit, uh, off kilter a little bit. Um, what's it like in the states at the moment? What's the sort of general mindset? You know, with with sort of COVID and you know, don't want to get too political, but you know, the election coming up and, and stuff like that and, and mental health and how mental health is looked at in, in the States. What's, what's your, what's your, um, thoughts on that? I, you know, I, I kind of wish this was on video right now because <laughs> I'm partly laughing and partly shaking my head. And <laughs> I think one of my eyes kind of just j jolted off to the side a little bit. It, it's wild. It's, it's a very interesting time. And I, I, I don't know that I identified very much as American growing up. My mom was German. We, we spent time in Germany and I felt like I had a little bit different perspective, but it's been wild being here. And, um, especially in California, we've had these, you know, world record or, you know, as long as recorded history is concerned, these fires that, you know, it's been a month sitting in smoke, this election, we're really in the pot right now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm usually more of the anxious person historically. And what's funny is that now that the external world has all these problems in our face, most of the people that I know that are calm are freaking out. Yeah. And then the people who are used to dealing with a certain level of, of stress are like, oh, no, I get this. And I'm always drawn these. Uh, looking at the scale of things. So in the same way, a, you know, an individual, like if I have uh, an issue, that is an opportunity to learn and grow through it. It's like, that's, that's how I'm looking at all of this. Okay. All this stuff is in our face right now. Great. Are we going to do our best to hide it and get back to how we were? Or are we going to start having some conversations and making some changes? And in California, you know, we're, pretty liberal over here and people are happy to have those conversations all the time sometimes yeah. 
sometimes a little too much, but it's wonderful. It's wonderful that we're, we're talking and I have, I, I believe that we're going to come through this stronger. It's funny. It's funny. California is almost the sort of, um, almost the, uh, the, the start of the sort of Western fascination with sort of Eastern, uh, philosophy, wasn't it? You know, like the, the sort of yo the yogis, you know, coming in, in, in the, in the fifties and sixties and, yeah. and, you know, all that, the, the sort of, uh, all that's a lot of that cropped, cropped up started from, from right where, where you're living, basically. Um, there's a real history of it there, isn't it? There is. Yeah. And, and my take on that is that we hit the end of, we, we encircled the globe. This was as far as we could go. Now, if there was further to go, that's probably where I would have put my effort. But I, I couldn't go anywhere else. So I kind of had to go inward. That, that's my theory on it all. And I think that's likely why a lot of this other stuff happened too. You know, if you could have just kept going west and there's more land and mountains and rivers, great. But we're sitting here at the edge on the coast like, well, we've been that way. We've been everywhere else. Yeah. So now what? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, that sounds like, um, yeah, tumultuous, tumultuous times coming up, but, uh, there's, there's always hope, isn't there? There's always to have, it's always good to have a little bit of uh, hope in your heart. Um, you know, I, but I, I, I always think that, I don't know, I don't know how you, how you feel, but I, you know, I, I try and, um, otherwise it becomes overwhelming, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. Hope, hope and faith and, and belief. I mean, those are, I, I couldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't be alive if I didn't just uh, have faith that things were going to be okay. And I don't mean this in a religious capacity. I think yeah. that's why a lot of the religious stuff worked. People just, they believe and move forward in this good mindset. But, you know, to find that anyways, and just like, okay, well, hey, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, we are nearly 50 minutes in. Um, Tommy, any, any more thoughts at all? Oh, it's, it's very late. It's, it's very late where Tommy is. It's, it's probably, what, what time is it over there in Estonia? Um, it is now uh, 20 minutes to midnight. Midnight, blimey. We're keeping him up. We're keeping you up. <laughs> no, no. Oh, not at all, not at all. Yeah, um, that was that was fantastic. Um, so you've mentioned how people can uh, look a little bit more into what you do. Uh, they can get your book, Suicidal to Superhuman, on Amazon and all good retailers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How else can people, you know, stay in touch? And you got your meditations on on your site as well, haven't you? Which people can do straight away. Yeah, there's a couple on there and there'll be more. It's it's constantly getting updated and I, I hope to have a good repository there for people to to check out. But yeah, the uh you know, Facebook, the website mikedam.com, uh, and Instagram are probably the top three. But I, I try to have a presence in, in whatever platform I can just so that, you know, we can find each other. Fantastic. And any any advice for, for uh, from a men's perspective? perspectives lastly any anything anything you'd like to sort of and it's putting you on the spot here i guess really but you know what's what's a, a, a any sort of uh thoughts you can leave us with at all that would that would uh give us a bit of food for thought um as men listening to this well you know i'm, I'm kind of going to stick with what i mentioned earlier because that's been such a, a recent kind of obsession of mine to look at my own sensitivity and vulnerability. Yeah. And it came out because some of these interviews are like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty impressed that you're just out here sharing this stuff. Like that yeah. seems very vulnerable. Yeah. So to look at vulnerability and to look at our own strength as men, not as this hardened toughness, but as this vulnerable and open toughness, like how much tougher do you need to be? Yeah. In order to be open and vulnerable 
and helping people. And, and that to me is like a, it's a level above, like I can be tough and fight, but can I be tough and love? Mm. Like where's that strength? How is that? Oh yeah. You mentioned the fighting. So what was the, uh, (laughs) (laughs) me and Tommy are obsessed with martial arts. What? uh, Oh really? Yeah. Well, we we were just, Well, Tommy, Tommy, because uh, we're talking about this magazine, we both we both oh, realized. Oh, combat! Yes, yeah. Oh, you read that as well? No, I just heard the intro. No, oh, but right. I'm going <laughs> to check it out though. You guys are doing some good plugs for Combat Magazine. <laughs> I don't think it's still going anymore, is it? Uh, in the '90s, the early '90s, it must have disbanded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you do? What was your martial art you did? You know, I, I really started with jujitsu and, and Muay Thai. Oh, wow. And I, I loved Muay Thai because it, it hurt so much. And I, I, part of there was, I think there was some self-flagellation. Is that yeah. self-flagellation yeah. in there? So, yeah. That is brilliant, isn't it? It's amazing discipline. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And so much deeper than it appears superficial. It looks like just kicking and punching, but it, like most of those, you know, they, it goes deep. It gets spiritual and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I did Wing Chun for three years. Um, awesome. Uh, and I'm gonna. I tried to. I tried to start martial arts up again, but everywhere's closed still. You know, can't do anything mm. in in COVID. So um, you know, I really want to start it up again. Um, so as soon as it's locked down or whatever's over, I'm 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 there again. You know. Oh, yeah, Wing Chun. I've I've done a little Tai Chi. Wing Chun is always high on my list. I mean, how could it not be? You know, Bruce Lee was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, right, right. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Um, yeah, and thank you very much for your for your insights. I feel like, for some reason, I feel like we could do about another 12 of these and still uh, still not quite scratch, you know, your your the you know your different skill sets that you've got and all the different things but um maybe we'll do a part two sometime uh you know maybe we'll talk about a specific topic you know even even just talking about um you know one little thing we could have been uh you know we could we could have done an hour on but um hey ho we've only got 50 minutes so we're there um yeah so thanks very much Thank you, Andy and Tommy. It's been a pleasure to to be here and chat. And uh, yeah, happy to come back and, and do a part two. You guys are great. And I love what you're doing in the space. Amazing. And good luck with the book, man. Really good luck with the book. Wishing you success. Yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll get your free copies out. Shipping to <laughs> Estonia. is. Uh, how, about, how about we do an, an e-book? <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with an e-book. And then when... when uh, when I visit, I'll bring you. Bring you a yeah, one. yeah, you pay the shipping costs, uh, probably. <laughs> How about that? COD. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. See you next yeah, time. Bye-bye.